Here at Early Excellence, we specialise in early childhood education. We offer expert advice and guidance through training, consultancy and classroom design. With the Early Excellence podcast, we aim to inspire and support you as well as challenge your thinking. So if that's what you're looking for, you've come to the right place. Hello, everybody. Andy Burt here. Welcome along to episode 93 of the Early Excellence podcast. In this week's episode, we talk to the team, the Early Years team, from Quinton Church Primary School in Birmingham. Now, uh, we joined them after really a, a period of rapid development in terms of the practice. Um, and so it was really interesting to catch up with them. Um, they're a school that we've worked closely with over a number of years to support them in terms of developing their practice, which has included um, supporting them in terms of planning uh, the learning environment and creating this inspirational learning environment that you're going to hear all about. Um, in terms of the interview, it's in three parts. Um, so we talked to Carl uh, Watkins, first of all, who is the head teacher. Then we talked to the early years teacher, Helen Cadwallader, as well. Uh, and then finally, we talked to Natalie Williams, who is the teaching assistant within the early years. So, really interesting to get different perspectives on this period of rapid development in terms of the school. Okay, so here you go. Here's my early excellence podcast chat with the team from Quinton Church Primary School. Okay, so Carl, thank you very much for joining us. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk through, of course, your journey here. You're here at uh, Quinton Church Primary School in Birmingham, and you've been on really quite an exciting journey over the last couple of years or so. And so we really wanted to talk to you about that journey and to find out from you, you know, what does that look like in terms of a process? So can you take us back a couple of years? to Tell us what, what your early years was like. You've got a reception class here, haven't you? A straight reception class. We have, yeah. We, we... Yeah. In, yeah, so in our reception class, so we, we've completely transformed um, our approach to to early years and reception over over the last few years. So pre pre COVID, um, we had a very formal approach in reception, um, and almost that it was um, it was it just didn't meet the needs of our children effectively. Um, and yeah, they, we what we've kind of realised coming out of COVID is we had to we had to make changes. Um, the children would come in to us with different needs. Yes. They um, they just needed um, a different approach to what we could offer. Yeah. So we um, decided to make the change. So we completely started again. So we, we've um, been through a, a huge process of, um, of retraining staff. Yeah. We've um, completely changed our curriculum as part of that yeah. process. Yeah. So we did, we did lots of training. We've worked very closely with, with our trust, with our um, early years lead for the trust. Um, and that's how we came across Early Excellence and, and the work that, that you do. So our, our first... Step really was was around the curriculum, so you, um, and that's where we adopted the um, the early excellence curriculum model, um, and really putting continuous provision at the heart of what we do. Yes. Whereas previously it was the, the adult led stuff was 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 what led um, yes. our reception class, yeah. um, and historically we've we've had, we've had good data. We've um, our children have been above national for GLD, yes. um, but it's it's about what else we could do for them and that offer we could we could give them. Yes. So last year we, we completely transformed the environment. We've had a, um, a huge amount of funding that we've put into yeah. um, into the indoor and the outdoor environment, um, and that's where we've used early excellence. We've done used the uh, the classroom design um, service to to and that and that really started that journey for us just to change that thinking 
around how we um, how we set the environment up yes. to, to meet the needs of the children, how we group things together, just to get the best out of each area yes. of provision. Um, and that's really been one of the keys to, the, to where we're at now with, with the, how successful our early years is um, today. So we, we started with that curriculum model um, and then we've, the, like I said, the, the areas have all developed. Yeah. Great. From, from that, really. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, tell us about then, so you've gone from a kind of a more formal approach through to something which is more balanced so that you've got actually your provision. You've got adults working within provision. You've got adults working within group activities as well and whole class teaching and that, that balance between, between each of them, really. Tell us about if we were to walk into the room, paint a picture for us. If we were to walk into your early years classroom, what, what does it look like? What does the practice look like? Sure. So, so walking in there, you would see children engaging with the resources there, yeah. um, with continuous provision being the, 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 the main thing that's going on with the, the, um, the generally through the day, that will be the, the priority um, that the children, what the children are doing. And then throughout the day, you'll have children going off in, into smaller groups, into adult-led activities. Um, there'll be some whole class teaching going on, um, whether that's through phonics or the introduction of a, a, a maths activity or a, um, an art activity. Um, and then your children will go into those smaller groups with then other children going off into interacting with the resources there. Um, there'll be a member of staff um, leading an adult-led activity and then a member of staff um, leading the child-initiated um, activities and facilitating that, yes. that provision, really. Yes, fantastic, fantastic. And and in terms of the adults, you, what's interesting, I think, is that you're probably looking at a different kind of role in terms of the adults, aren't you? That I would imagine, say, going back a couple of years when you were describing that actually it was perhaps more formal, that actually, I, I guess, planning would look in one way. It might be that actually that adults would be being asked to, to work in a particular way in terms of the directed activities and groups and so on. Um, potentially, it's more challenging working within provision, I think. You know, and I think that's interesting, uh, an important thing to say in, in that I think sometimes we don't value that enough, that actually, that actually it takes a lot of skill to work with children within the provision, doesn't it? And I, I was just interested to, to whether you could kind of talk us through that, you know, that idea of what, actually, what, do, they, what do the adults do? How, how are we using the skills of the adults within your provision? Sure, so it's, it's, been a, it's been a huge learning curve for the adults and it's been a, such a different way of working for yes. how we, we worked a couple of years ago. Um, and it, it has to be, we, we've got a new teacher in there this year. Um, the, the teaching assistant has been there for many years and, and knows reception well, but it, it's been, it has been a really big change for them. Um, that's where we've had to put a lot of training in place to, to develop their skills, to be able to um, facilitate the continuous provision, to be able to interact um, with the children effectively. And that's where we use things like the Shrek approach to, to, to make sure those interactions are really high quality. Um, and that has been a challenge and it's been, it's taken lots of work to get it right. Um, and it's still something that we're still working on, it's still developing, um, but it's, it's, it's had to be a huge part of what we've done to get, because a lot of that learning is coming through continuous provision now. That's such a key part of, of the, the, the interactions the adults are having. Um, we've, we've had to do a lot of work around that. Yeah, absolutely. And then moving from the adults to the children, um, this is, I think, your second year of working in, a, in that different way of working with your continuous provision, that very much that balanced approach. Um, obviously, it's very soon to be able to, to talk about the impact of it, but you know, after one year, what, what did you start to notice? Were, were, were staff noticing anecdotally a change in the children? And were your assessments 
pointing out a, a kind of a difference in terms of what you were finding in terms of the children? Definitely. So one of the, one of the big changes we saw really quickly was around the independence of the children yeah. and just how embedded routines were. Um, and even though they were having less adult directed time, they were so much more confident and independent to use the equipment and the resources they've got available. And just the training that the stuff have had to do with the children to get them to use it effectively has had such an impact on just how they move around school. And, and that's where other staff have realised that and noticed the way that they move from their classroom to the hall for collective worship um, or the way they interact with other children at lunchtime. We, we've seen a huge change there. And the same in our data. Um, it's in, in terms of the, the communication and um, their, their maths and English skills, we, we, our data, we've seen an, an improvement in our data um, just through making, those, through making those changes, really. Fantastic, fantastic. Which raises a question, doesn't it? What happens next for these children? So you, you go from the end of reception and into key stage one, has it made you think about Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 1 practice? It has, and that, that's our um, summer term project now, is, oh, is to, to really think about um, how Year 1 looks for us and how that transition from reception to Year 1 looks. And it's something we, we've, we've, we've got to look at now because we've made such a big change um, from where we were previously in reception. Those children are not going to be ready for a formal approach in Year 1. Um, and, and quite rightly, they, they shouldn't be going from that approach they've got now into going in September sat at tables and expected to be sat working on a whole class math lesson that wouldn't be fair on the children to do that so that's so our project for for the summer term is to work with the year one staff we, we're researching at the minute to look at how that's going to look in terms of continued provision into year one um, and the year one curriculum um, so we can we can run with that in September then um, so that transition from reception to year one is is a smooth transition for the children and, and so that we're supporting effectively. Fantastic. Exciting next steps. It is. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's, um, and, and staff are really excited to be part of it and, and to be making those changes. They're really um, yeah, excited to be part of it and just looking forward to, to carrying out research and uh, designing classrooms and to changing the curriculum. Yes. Um, yeah, everyone's yeah. really on board. I, th I should think that you're the rest of your school staff, your Key Stage 1 staff particularly, must be looking at the early years and seeing actually the difference in terms of the children's learning behaviours. And that actually, you know, although learning will be different in terms of in Key Stage 1 and, and beyond that, that actually we're talking about learning attributes, aren't we? We're talking about those characteristics of effective learning and, and, and engagement and all, and all of those other things that are, of course, key to the learning process. And I would imagine that actually staff will be looking at children and thinking, well, actually, you know, that, you know, you, you know, with children as we move through into key stage one, we want to build on that, really. Yeah, 100%. And, and part of the reason why we want to look at making those changes in year one as well is just how staff notice the things like the independence, the confidence of the children, yes. and just the impact that will have further at the school. If we, if we get it right lower in the school, that's the impact that has going through into key stage two then. It's fascinating. It sounds like you're onto a really good thing here. Yeah. It is. And, and like, yeah, it is just exciting to be part of. And it's um, the, just the, the, the training, the development for all the staff that have been part of it is really, really exciting as well. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So um, we're going to chat about, basically as part of this, we're going to chat about um, kind of the journey that you've been on. So okay. just in a very low-key kind of way, yeah, um, just basically how kind of what you've done, because I'm aware from talking to Carl that actually you have 
really changed your approach here over the last couple of years. Massively. Um, I was I did reception seven years ago. I was in year three last year and mm. year two before that for five years. Mm. And I'd been in reception before that. Okay. And this approach, the continuous provision, it just wasn't something at that point, whether it might be started in some schools, but yeah. for me it was unheard of. Yeah. When I was asked to go back in reception, I said, we're going to change things and yeah. we're going to be looking into this, you know, your company and doing visits to schools. Yeah. I'd never seen it before because I'd yeah. been just in the classroom, you know, doing like the normal sort of lessons with workbooks and other, you know, literacy and maths and so forth. I thought, wow, we just didn't know it had changed that much in that time of me being out of yeah. early years just yeah. to see what it was like because it was very much we would have you know, boxes and units and it would be just providing resources. Okay, Sort of yes. saying they're a choice of these things rather than having that, so the going options back, for children to make their choices. So going back two years, it was a kind of a, kind of a topic box kind of approach. Is that what you're it saying? Also like resources a, were there. Mm. There'd be like some boxes, but you might put a few things out on the carpet or some activities set. Each table might have had a particular task oh, out. I see. So this, you know, this group might work on this task and with an adult rather than it might just be some challenges or they've got all of that choice there okay. to choose from. And, and presumably that's quite intensive in terms of the adults, I guess. You know, that, that actually, are you having to then get out lots of things for the children and then we put things to. away? We used to, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then so, so when, and when was this? This is sort of two years ago? Last year, really, because we didn't have the continuous provision. We didn't have the resources. Okay. We're lucky yeah. enough that the academy, you know, the, the funded the BDM actually gave us the funding desperately yes. for it. Not yes. only that, but the actual classroom itself, so the flooring, the carpets, the um, moving the sinks back because they were out. So getting up to the children's height, the water area, we didn't yeah. have any of that inside. Okay, so you've had a complete overhaul of the space. Yeah, the space All right. Itself. Just and make so, it clean and blank, kind of neutral. So describe the space to us. So describe what it's like. What's your room like? So it's um, open plan. We had offices, like an office section at the back, like a partition wall. Yeah. So we wanted all of the classroom to be for the children and not for any elements to be where the staff would be using as an office space as such. So therefore, it was opened out for the children to have the whole space for them. And then we obviously looked at training resources and plans and so forth. And then for me, it was kind of how, how are we going to do this? How are we going to set up the areas? Because it was something completely new again, as I say, from doing it such a long time ago. And then looking at like early excellence, saying that we could do the different specific areas, then you mark making and your construction. So we took, right, okay, let's do that. We opened it up. So we've got designated areas then for each of the areas of learning and so yeah. forth as well, so they can choose from. That's really interesting. It strikes me that's quite a healthy thing to do in terms mm -hmm. of practice, isn't it? To sort yeah. of almost sort of strip everything out. It's you know, absolutely so, back to basics. Leave yourself with, floor, with, everything, with nothing at all. Yeah, yeah, in the room. So the room is completely blank, yeah. and you say, right, okay, if we're going to have our best practice that we can possibly have, what's going into here? You know, what do we start with? What are we making sure that everything in there earns its place there? You know, I love that idea that actually you've taken physically. It was taken literally like this is going to be out. new, and you can just make it as you want to. Obviously, following the plan, yes. and we knew what we were going to be ordering and thinking about where we're going to put it. But it's still now, it's like we can do this and there's you know, different ideas. We're not to like overdo it, make it too busy because you know about not overstimulating the children, but yes. completely just going from scratch again, starting again. That's fab, isn't it? And, and there are two things there, I think. I mean, the first thing is I think that's brilliant, brilliant and exciting. Mm. It's really exciting, isn't it? That, that how often do you get the opportunity to start properly from scratch? Mm. You know what I mean? You, know, you could go through how, you know, your career, couldn't you? Yeah. Inheriting things all the time and thinking, well, crikey. That's easy. You get inheriting or you oh, we've got, you know, £300 to buy something. You just add into what you've got, but not yes. a complete overhaul. 
But an actual overhaul where you yeah. properly get the chance to stand back from it and think, right, what are we wanting here? What are we, yeah. what are we aiming for here? It strikes me that's very exciting. But at the same time, I think potentially quite daunting in that, you know, how often do you stand back from it and mm. properly strip everything back and think, right, where do I start with it? That's it. And we had it all arrive. It was just all in the middle because <laughs> it's, a, it's the original Victorian building. Yes. So it's like from the early 1900s. Yeah way back before this part of the building was created. So it was very damp. So it was in all sort of stripped back, but it was damp there. So it was late, getting closer to September, coming into the holiday, thinking, oh, we'll come in a couple of weeks early and we'll set it up. And then it was like, we need to put some new kind of um, like panels and so forth down on the floor. So it was like, okay, it's going to be a couple of days before. And then the children were coming in. And it was just like all in the middle. We're like, right, we really are going from scratch here. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are we going to get it? So it was just Carl, myself and, and Nat, my TA. Yeah. We just like, let's just get moving. So following the plan and just readjusting things and putting things Fantastic. out. Fantastic. And then we just added on to the, like, the shadowing on the shelving and uh, things like that, the boxes and labelling, just as we've just built it. Yeah. Part of the journey, even when the children were in. We just slowly opened some areas rather than everything. Yeah. We just bit well, by exactly. bit. Well, exactly. I think you could you could overdo it, couldn't you? Quite easily yeah. if we're not careful. You kind of open everything up suddenly, and it becomes just so exciting that every every child just goes. Yeah, and just the training crazy. that goes into it as well. Yeah, because the children, even now, still you're training them how to choose things, put things back, and yeah. just going from that journey with them. So yeah. tell us about. So you were involved in the designing process as well. Yes, right? we so, yeah, so with, with sort of spoke to Early Excellence about getting the plan yeah, on board. Yeah. So we had like our, our sketch, our floor plan, and we thought about, okay, what we need, so which areas were a lot of vital to us in the space that we've got yes. in there, then which we might save to use outdoors because we've just recently had that finished. So yeah, uh, similar to the inside, all of the outside was just was knocked down apart from the storage buildings. Right. So outside cupboards, and we had permanent structures yes. like a shelter okay. there and like an old water wall. Yeah. Think for them to attach different resources oh, to. Exciting. So that was all different then to stripped what out, so we could right. just have okay, just have a, a bark area and the uh, the astroturf area, and then the water, yes. and then we could just add to it outside Fantastic. too. So in terms of the indoor space, then you got your plan, mm -hmm. and did you at that point work with Early Excellence on a on a, a floor plan, or yes, did you start? Did. to... Oh, I see. So because it was new to Carl and I, mm. the continuous provision Great. approach, looking at the areas, and we thought, right, you know, what can we do in terms of advice? Yeah. on how to use the area. Now we've got it opened up and we've got a bit more space. Yeah. So we had a, a, a draft sent through and Brilliant. then we just looked at how much we could afford to buy on the budget given and yeah. worked out which, yeah. what we needed. So tell us about the areas then. In terms of that plan, if we were looking down on your room then, mm -hmm. so you've described the room, that kind of your old 19th century building, Absolutely. but now completely Washed stripped down, out. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. So we, start, we started with it completely stripped out. All right, let's now sort of imagine placing the, the furniture into it. What, where we, where's the furniture placed? Where, what have you, have you partitioned the different spaces? Where have, you, where have you placed areas in relation to others based on that, based on that planning So we process? have got some kind of zoned areas. Okay. It's all still open. Yeah. We've got half the room is like the wet flooring yeah. on the left side. So away from like the teaching, we've got you know, the whole class carpeted area. So on the wet flooring then we've got our water area where we've got our, the Belfast sink being moved back to the wall. So the children can then just do the tap themselves and get the water that they need, fill up the trays in empty containers. Then we've got three trays at different heights. So from sort of high to medium to low, so I can use the pipes across and the tools across the trays. And then in there, then we've got our art area. So for a lot of them in messy work, that they can mop up and sweep up. And the children do take ownership over that. So they use the mop, they clear up the water area. 
We've got the sand next to it also there, zoned as well, just next to the water so they can go and fill up and put the water in to make it the wet sand. And then we've got our large workshop table. That was one of our things was where we're going to put it because we've got quite a different space. From the floor plan, we're thinking, right, we've got how are we going to get that workshop space into the main part of the rooms? We moved it into the, the wet zone so we can use it for lots of different things. We're painting this afternoon, yeah. as you'll have seen. And we've got our art clipped area too, so we can use lots of messy resources. And we, last week, you did use it for fruit kebabs, cutting and making things and for our healthy eating focus. Yes. And then the other side of the class there, we've got our mark making and workshop so they can access their writing tools and smaller equipment and all of the, the things they love, the collage, beads, felt, things to cut, stick, write and draw with together in one area. And then behind that, we've got our role play with a mirrored area with their role play clothes. They can have a look in the mirror, see what they're looking like, put their clothes on. And then the the home corner itself then is just opened up next to that. And then right at the back of class, the area we've opened up, we've got our construction and then next up the small world so they can build and create alongside the characters and create castles and houses and palaces and things there which has been really good for geography. We did a few weeks ago in a geography learning walk with maps. So we used some ideas, took from your from the website, the drawing on the lines and the maps on there of the buildings. We took some photos of a local area in Quinton, used the Google Earth, and then uh, used that, and they yeah. loved it. We're making yeah. our local Asda and our Starbucks and just our local florist came in the week before from uh, Sarah's Rose Garden around the corner. He used to come here for school. Yes. Just a little arrangement, yeah. little flower arrangement. And we took photos of that and we all added it on and they made them out of the blocks. Isn't that fab? And that's sort of really bringing it to life, isn't it? Yeah. You know, bringing, bringing sort of so many, so many different ideas to life in terms of, you know, visitors coming in, but also sort of linking and making connections mm-hmm. for the children. You know, the children will make sense of it, won't that's they? They'll, they'll walk past the shop, won't they? They'll know where it is. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it makes it, yeah. That's fantastic. And without the block area before, the first, we were thinking, right, you know, how are we going to get the children to understand how to use it? Because we'd gone from just getting rid of all of the coloured plastic items, like all of that went, and they're just bringing in all of the natural colours and, you know, weighted, more weighted objects, thinking, right, how to inspire the children to use it. But it's amazing. It just finds and naturally finds its way. Yes. Yeah. And you must presumably see real a real progression of skills over time that, that yes, you're right, I think children will know how to use it you know, almost sort of straight away, but we'll need some some training, some That's coaching, it. some explanation of how we go about using it, how do we get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. And you will see quite a progression there from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, I would imagine. And, and but you already point, can, it's only halfway through, it. it's just yeah. going so fast, but we can definitely see that. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. fantastic, fantastic. And, and so tell us about the difference then in terms of your role because I would imagine that, that actually that's changed quite a bit because the, we've talked about the classroom itself being emptied and then we've, we've positioned the furniture in there. We've worked on the planning with you. We've talked about kind of what goes into that space. We've talked about the materials and the resources, those open-ended materials and how to get the most out of those. But what we haven't talked about is the adults. Because, and I think it's important that we do because actually it's not just about changing that environment, is it? When we change the environment, actually, the adults' Definitely. role changes as well, doesn't it? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, because as the same myself, I've been some time doing it before. So it was for me, I was thinking, right, how much whole class teaching do we need and how much group work do you do? How much is it of the continuous provision, finding that balance? And uh, um, Matt, my TA, has been, doing it for, has been doing it for so long, longer than me, 
in the time I've been out of it. And she was like, well, I don't understand this approach or how am I going to do it? Sat sort of visiting schools and seeing what they do too. So we still do whole class phonics lessons in the mornings. We do have that whole class time on the carpet for maths. And then we'll still have a limited amount of group work. So there might be an adult with a group of four or five. But now there's a lot more of the, the direct teaching within the areas themselves and so within continuous provision. So it's just really extending their vocabulary. And just so you know, we're just dropping in, the, oh, I wonder what's, what we're making here or oh, I wonder what we could do next. Just dropping in the conversation, standing back, just observing and watching the children. Then they just can't wait to get even involved as well. So there's a lot more of that teaching going on as they're in provision if they're doing the mark making areas just those simple going and helping them to model how to hold the scissors or to hold a pencil yes. things like that it's sort of spotting those moments mm. for teaching isn't it noticing a child that is 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 not quite hasn't quite got a particular skill or isn't perhaps using certain vocabulary mm. or language and then actually we spot those moments those teaching moments and we can be there alongside them and we can draw that out and we can explore it and explain it and model for it. I think it is a vocabulary that has been extended more. Because yeah. at the start, I was really conscious thinking, oh, right, I'm going to say this. And I've been on different training about repeating back the sentences children are using, adding in your adjectives and words just to stretch it further. Yeah. But then it was just, it just becomes like second nature now. And the, you yes. can hear the children picking it up as well. Like just this afternoon, we had our word in phonics of shimmer introduced then already they're doing their painting this afternoon and they start to use that language when they're choosing tones of paint so it just naturally just comes through yes yeah and I would imagine you see a difference also when I mean, we've talked about progression haven't we in terms of the children's learning you know that actually they, they will be doing different things of course and able to do more as the year progresses and that's that's fantastic but presumably as well you see a difference in terms of the children's learning attributes as well you know, those characteristics of effective learning. So not, not just about what they're learning, but kind of how they're going about learning. Definitely, Do you see a difference in the children in that Also respect? within like the, the seven areas, like the communication and language, the children will instigate something. And at the start of the year, of course, they haven't got those friendships and relationships as such. They've not come from the same preschool, quite quiet, and just building up that confidence. And you can see the ideas like often I'll have a little group go off to the mark making area and they're like, what are we going to do? Shall we do this? Let's have a go at this. So they're already they're planning, thinking ahead because they know what they've got to use within the classroom. So they're going home, they can think about it, come back the next day or they can finish something off and they know the ideas that they can do. They've, or they've tested something out that hasn't worked or they can try again and improve upon something that they have used. So you can see that journey taking place. Yes, that, that sort of that 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 thinking through, you know, and, and kind of planning through in terms of the young children, planning through what they are going to do next is such a critical skill, isn't it? You know, that, that, that's such a, a fantastic skill in terms of the learning process, mm -hmm. which presumably actually you wouldn't have seen previously, that they wouldn't necessarily have had before, quite the same the opportunities. On it because you're having an activity and it's kind of ended. Yeah. And now it's, so, it's, it's there all of the time that I can access it and change it and adapt it and continue with something as well. Yes. Yeah. But like the construction, they just love leaving things on the shelf to come back to and making sure they've made, or they can make it before. And what it's just like an adapt something, create something. You'd never think of yourself as an adult. Like their imaginations are incredible. Yeah. Things that you can think, the girls in particular with a workshop making like headbands and bracelets. And it was tiaras the other day with bits of tissue paper. It's just like, have you come up with that idea? It's amazing. Yeah. There's so many different ideas because they've had the practice and the experience that are just like endless opportunities. Yeah. yeah. And do you feel that you, get to I mean, obviously then we're, we're painting a picture of the children in a, in a quite a different way do you feel that you then get to know those children better through through them experiencing the environment more a lot more time to sit with them 
and to observe and just watch and just see how they're making those relationships, how they're building friendships or those children that you know getting to know each other a lot more and understand their, each other's personalities, which you wouldn't have, I don't suppose, before. You'd spend a lot more time in, in the group, which we have still have that balance. Yeah, of course, but, yeah. you know, this is them just being themselves and just making their own choices and then are you just just being there and, be, you know, making those additions when necessary yeah. with them. But, and does that mean then that your planning has changed? I think you can adapt it a lot more. It's a lot freer. Mm-hmm. We have our focus theme each half term. Yeah. So last half term, it was be bold, be brave. And what we're thinking about a lot more is the local area. So how can we use our Quinton area inside class, getting people involved within school and then just enhancing that provision through our visitors. We have the firefighters come in and the police. So then they were making things in the, in the small world area, in the blocks, so creating things related to that, like I say, like the map work as well. So it's all sort of linking together. Yeah. What, is, what I think comes across, I think, really clearly as well though is when you're talking is that your excitement for it your interest Definitely. in it your passion in it I you think it's because I'm, I'm, I'm creative as a person and yeah. I, I did teach him with a degree of art as well, well. Yeah. and when you're in the classes you can be creative but there's a, so much extent you can like there's, there's a limit isn't there there's the curriculum you've got to follow whereas researching we've got our own curriculum we've got our learning journey of our steps you know we've got that end goal we want the children to be at but the great thing is you can put your own stamp on it and for the children and it's about enhancing what their interests are so stimulating their interests as well so not just thinking if they're interested in you know pokemon or minions are going with that but just stimulating what we're doing to get them excited about it yes. too and 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 the, the children will pick up on that won't they they'll pick up on your passion for it they'll pick up on your interest that you're not just kind of going through the motions that actually you are really reflecting on the impact for these children and bouncing off each other ideas. really yeah. yeah i think that's fantastic Wonderful. Thank you. Um, Thank you ever so much. That's really, really useful. Really interesting to chat to you. We're aware that kind of, you know, from talking to Carl and from talking to Helen, that actually you've been on quite a journey really over the last couple of years, haven't you? And so I just thought it'd be really interesting to kind of find out from different people who were working within, within your early years of kind of different perspectives on it really so so tell us tell us about about where all of this started because you've you've changed it quite a lot haven't you in the last couple of years tell us tell us about what you know where where were you two years ago what was it like so I've been in reception quite a while for about eight years so I've seen the changes almost like the full cycle of changes um so this is a, a really new process and it was almost like me starting from scratch yeah. in EYFS like a totally everything I sort of knew I put aside a little bit to to sort of get this new process up and running so wow yeah. that must be quite scary I it guess. was a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Bet, yeah yeah yes so so you kind of You've worked within, and so you were saying for what eight years? Did you say? I think it's been about eight or nine years. I yeah. see. Wow. That's a, yeah. And so, so then, in terms, of, tell tell us about then. So, at what point did the practice change? What kind of talk us through the journey then? What did it look like? So, I think Helen has visited quite a few schools just to see this up and running quite a bit. Then we've fed back. We've looked into it ourselves. Had a lot of you know research and things with yeah. us, um, and then we've just sort of. Me, myself, Carl and Helen have got together quite a bit, did a bit of planning and just sort of gone with it, really. We've just seen, you know, this is how it works in this school. What are we going to do? Do we feel like that's going to work for us? Because 
not always the same, is it, for each school? No, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I think yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. I, th I think you're right. I think you've got to own it, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to own your practice yeah. and it's got to make sense to you. What works here might not yeah. work two, three, four miles away. Well, it may yeah. be in the centre of Birmingham, yeah. might it? Yeah. You know, and what works in one school might not yeah. work in exactly the same way. Yeah, we were quite open-minded. We were like, right, well, we'll go from scratch. We'll start. We'll just see how it goes and, you know... Yeah. We, we, as we went, we looked at ideas on that area, maybe, and and sort of introduced a few things like that. So, so you really kind of did your did we, your homework. We, we on started it, from scratch you? completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's just quite exciting, really. Isn't it was. It? it was really exciting. Yeah. And in, in itself, I, I think that actually that's quite good kind of professional development, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. that that actually working with with the rest of your team on this. Yeah. So with yourself, Helen, and yeah. Carl yeah. sitting together, saying, right, well, actually, what is it that we want for our children? Yeah. That's it's exactly really powerful, what, yeah. Isn't that's it? exactly what we did do. Yeah, it was nice having a background of EYFS because mm. then I could like chip in and say, well, actually, this might work or might not, or you know. So I had a bit of background, but yeah, we we sort of just sat down and had a yeah. a good chat about no, it. Brilliant. And, yeah. and I, I think what's great about it as well is that is that all three of you were completely involved in it, yeah. and so it doesn't feel like. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't feel like that this has just been dictated dictated no, to you as no, a member of staff not. within there. No, but actually, not. what you've had here is very much a team approach where Carl, Helen, and yourself yeah. have sat together, yeah. kind of equally really, and said, right, what do we know about our children? Yeah. What is it the needs of our? What are the needs of our children, yeah. and where do we need to go with our yeah. practice? Then? Definitely, and even the setting up of the room, we came in in the summer holiday, the three of us to all these boxes and furniture, like an empty room. And we just, you know, looked at the plan, played around with it and went from there. Yes. So set it up slowly and, you know, each yeah. area, made sure each area was right before we moved on to the next one. Yes. Well, in our opinion, that was right. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah. yeah, definitely. And so, so talk us through it. It was just, am I right in thinking it was just before the children started back that you'd got, yes, that, that you had like, the delivering yes, the furniture? It was, um, I think it was in the August so we came in during the August and then we were we were still in process because the children came in sort of part-timed first. Yes. So we'd open an area maybe in the morning and then introduce a new area and then we slowly introduced them all over the week. So we were still sort of yes. getting them ready as in the afternoons when the children weren't there. So Yeah, and it takes a lot, doesn't it? A lot of time. Yes. It's important to invest time early yeah. on, isn't it, in, yeah. in that process of introducing areas and being alongside children within those areas. Yeah, that's it. Can you tell, tell us a bit about those first few weeks then? What, does that, what did that look like in terms of the adults working with so, the children? I think we just sort of chose an area. We sat with the children. We, we let them lead us a little bit first, seeing what they got out of the areas, because obviously the equipment was new to us as well. So we went with them and we just sort of, we went round each area in the classroom and just spent a little bit of time. Then the modelling, the tidying, the you know, the taking care and all that sort of, we did each area, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And and so in terms of then you've got your children starting to use your provision, starting yeah. to get used to what's there, starting to, to kind of make connect things together in the construction area and, yeah. and make models and build yeah. and engage in all of the different areas that you've made available yeah. to the children. Do you, at that point, are you seeing a difference in the children or maybe sort of, Maybe that comes later, I don't know. Are you seeing a difference in the children? Yeah, I think we're very lucky anyway with this class. They're very settled, very independent. So that's sort of helped us. But I think we have, I have seen a difference in the children over the years. And I think they're just more independent in their areas. They 
they've got a, a range of activities that, or you know, objects or resources, and they're like, right, we want to do this today, rather than us dictating, yes. right, today we're going to make this or today we're going to make this. They have had their own choices, yeah. and we've seen some lovely things from it. So yeah, fantastic. And what about the parents? Have you had some work to do in terms of parents? Do, par do parents know that you've actually gone for a, a slightly, yeah. you know, a, a kind of a different balance in yeah. terms of your teaching? When we had the parent meeting, Carl introduced what we were planning it to look like. And obviously they come and spoke to us about it. And then we've had, um, I think we had it just before the holiday, a parent workshop. So parents were able to come in. We did uh, a reading. So they were able to come in and and have Sounds a little great. look around yeah. the classroom and get involved themselves. Yeah. So. And the space itself is a beautiful space. It is fab. Yeah. You know, it, it just really looks is. fresh and clean. And, yes. Yeah. You know, it really does. It looks inviting. And, it, and each of the different areas are so clearly defined. You know, it's easy to see what happens yeah. where when you step yeah. into the room. You know, you can yeah. see exactly, you know, where does the painting yeah. happen? Where does your water play happen? Yeah. Where does the sand play happen? You can see all of these different spaces. Yeah. And you can see... What I think is great is you can see the attention to detail. You know, you can see that you're, you know, that you and Helen, you have yeah. clearly worked really hard. It's not just about these things arriving, yeah. is it? You know, I think we often yeah. play that down, yeah. don't we? You know, yeah. we, we say, oh, it's great that these boxes have arrived. And they, yeah. it is fab, obviously, that it yeah. has. But that's not the end of the journey, is it? You know, that's, that's the start of, of the journey. Isn't it? Yeah, There's like a lot the of shadowing to get done. and yeah. The, yeah, that took a long time, but yes. now it's you know perfect yeah. and tidy up time. So talk us through that, the practicalities of it. You know, kind of once you've got the resources out yeah. and you've then put the and you've put the storage out, yeah. what happens next then? You've you've kind of what, what do you what do you what are those small steps in terms of getting it ready for the children? What what are they like? What did you do? So we. We've introduced things over the week. So the home corner was just a basic shelf to start with. And then each week we'd introduce something else. We've had Diwali celebrations going on. So each, we're just sort of dipping things in for each celebration or each new week. Like we've had the cot for the baby, something as simple as that. We've had the baby and then we had the cot, you know, and we've had that delivery for the baby. And so they've, the children have sort of, oh, what's the day? You know, they're yes. waiting to see what... Yes. what we've had new in an area I for see. the so start you, of the week. So you've got that balance of, of really effective, well thought through, continuous provision, and then you've got some additions, some yeah. things that you're kind of holding yeah. back and saying, right, this is what we're going to add in at this point, yeah. just at the right point yeah. for the children. Yeah, like last week, we only introduced the push chair last week because we wanted the whole care for the baby side of it first. And then now they're loving the push yeah. chair, so. Yeah, and that kind of sensitive sensitive approach of thinking, well, actually, what do we add in when? Yeah. What do we introduce when? And how can yeah. we kind of eke out the learning, yeah. if you like, or you know, really make sure that the learning has the biggest impact? Absolutely. I think that's, that's important, isn't yes. it? That actually we could put the baby in from day one, but actually that might not have the biggest yeah. impact. And I think in the past we have put everything out, you know, all the clothes, all the pushed air, all the... And then it just gets into a big, everyone wants it. But now they're actually learning why yes. that equipment is there and, yeah. you know, their learning is coming that way. Yeah. You mentioned shadows, I think. Yes. Yeah. Talk yeah. us through, what do you mean by the shadows? So the shadows are the... Yeah. We've got red shapes on each shelf so especially in our construction area or that's um water play sand play so each object has got its own shadow on the shelf so it took a long time to to get that up and running and a lot of cutting and sticking and rearranging but um the children now know where each object goes yes. and it looks clean it looks inviting for the next day then yeah. each 
So, and it strikes me that that's a great way of embedding your teaching. Yes. That you know, when you get to that point when you're teaching shape, you're teaching yeah. the properties of two D yeah. and three D shapes, and yeah. using the language of two D yeah. and three D shapes. That you've got so many things around your room, like you say, Already in the sand there. area, yeah. the water area, yeah. in the blocks area, yeah. and all of the ways that we've stored those materials. Yeah. That actually you can you can talk about the links between yeah. what you're teaching the children at that point yeah. and how they will know some of that through yeah. using the environment. Yeah. But also, actually, when you've taught it, you know that it's going to stick for longer, don't yes. you? Because actually. Yeah. They've got a way of using it and you yeah. can keep embedding that yeah. language and yeah. use that vocabulary. Yeah, and just as you said, we in, in our teacher input, we've said, oh, can someone go and find us a, you know, a, a circle or a square? And they've done exactly that, gone to yeah. an area where they know that shape is on the shadow and they're yes. all ready for them, yeah. That's fab. What I love as well is the attention to detail in your room. You know, so just from when we've just had a look around yeah. just now, the, I love that, you know, you go into the home corner and it feels like a real home. No, it feels like a, you're moving into, you're not in a classroom anymore, yeah. you're moving into a, you're walking into a kitchen yeah. and you've got the packaging, you've got the, you know, you've got the, um, you know, like where the washing machine is, you've got the, yeah. you know, the fabric softener and, yeah. you know, the, and, the, yeah. and the washing powder and you've yeah. got, you know, all of those sorts of things yeah. that you think, oh, you're right. Those are all the sorts of things that we would see around the home. Yeah, you know, you haven't yeah. just sort of unpacked the, the, the kind of the washing machine and yeah. the, and the kitchen table and those sorts yeah. of things and thought, well, that's it, then job done. Yeah. You thought, actually, what? how do we make this feel as real as possible? Yeah, definitely. And at Christmas, we had a Christmas tree in there and the, a card, you know, washing line and, yeah. you know, Diwali, we had candles in there and just trying to, to think about what they might see at home. You know, it's not just a kitchen, it's their home, isn't it, yes. where where they, they know and they're comfortable. So. Yeah. yeah, wow. And... So we are, what, just after halfway through the year at this point, as we yeah. speak, are you seeing a difference in the children in half a year? Yes, I think I am. They're very independent. They're very, they know, I think they know a little bit more about what they want to do. Their ideas are a little bit different that I've noticed in the past. They all, you know, we have, um, I don't know, a, an art book and they'll go, I want to make that today. And, you know, yeah. can I get this? Can I get this? And if we haven't got it, we'll go and get it for them. And yes. so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a been really a really lovely year. And do you feel that you get to know them better? Have you got, have you, do you feel that, I, I don't want to put words into yeah. your mouth, I don't know, you know uh, but do you feel that you have a different relationship with your children because of that working alongside them within think, your provision? I think for some of the children you do, mm. the ones that are probably not as open to come up to you in a, in a normal, I'm going to sit down at a table sort of, you know, they're not quite that open, but I can go and sit alongside a child and not talk for yes. a couple of minutes and then they'll slowly, yes. you know, it doesn't have to be such a formal yeah. chat with them then. And I think those children have sort of come out of things a little more, you yeah. know, got a bit more. I can imagine, yeah, yeah. that actually you build up that relationship yeah. through working with them in different yeah. ways. That Not every child will respond to being no. at the group table no, and definitely. maybe we'll find, you know, we'll kind yeah. of almost go... Kind of they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to join in on a group table. Some of them, and yeah. you know, you can just sit in a corner quietly in an area, in a small world area, and yeah. play alongside them for a little bit, and then it'll be a slow. Yes. You know, I'm going to talk to you now, and yeah. so. But then, presumably, as adults, you notice different things as well. You know, that children are expressing their own ideas in so many different ways around that fabulous environment. Yeah. You know, whether it be in the water area, and they're talking about what they know about. Yeah. 
uh, in terms of water or their, their imaginative ideas in yeah. terms of sea creatures or whatever it might yeah. be, to building a structure or a tower or, you know, a, yeah. whatever, you know, all of these ideas that where they're bringing something of themselves yeah. and their experiences yeah. into Definitely. this room. And they want to share it with you. Yeah. They want to, they're built in Asda, they, they go shopping there without, you know, with mum and dad and yeah. things like that. They just want to, yeah. they want to tell you yes. what they're doing and why they're doing it. Yeah, which means, of course, that, <coughs> excuse me, that you're, able to then respond to that yeah. you know you can see what their experiences yeah. are and you can say well if you're interested in that i can show yeah, you this that's it which you can I move it really on or change it a little bit yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. yeah fantastic yeah. well yeah really really interesting to chat to you thank nat you. um yeah. thank you ever so much for talking to us thank you very much So there you go. Thank you so much to the team from Quinton Church Primary School, to Carl uh, and also to Helen and Natalie for joining us on this week's podcast. Um, I love what they were each talking about, that that process of development, the journey that they've been on and how it was great, I think, to listen to the from listen to that from different perspectives. Um, I really loved what Carl said about how uh, following on from the room plan that uh, that they'd had, um, that actually what they'd aimed to do there was to put um, put continuous provision right at the heart of the practice so that the team, through the work that they'd done with Early Excellence, they were confident in terms of what they were providing, why they were providing it, and that the, the, they'd got the planning for that and they were really clear in their mind in terms of the, the why that goes with that, you know, all of the thinking behind it. So I thought that's fantastic. Um, if you are at a point, maybe you're at the start of that journey, uh, and if you're interested in uh, that room planning service, then uh, it's worth finding out a bit more about it. I can give you the, the starting point for that. It's a free service um, that we provide at Early Excellence. Um, it's for schools who are looking to refurbish their environments, whether that be indoor environments or outdoor environments. Um, you can find out more information about it on the Early Excellence website. So if you go to earlyexcellence.com, there's lots of information there about it. Or if you want to get in touch with me, uh, my email address is just andy at earlyexcellence.com. If you drop me an email, I'm more than happy to go through all of the information with you uh, and then we can get you booked in for, for a visit. What we do is we come to the school or come to your setting and we will measure out the space. So we'll... we'll um, measure out the whole of the environment that you have and we will then create a scale drawing uh, a, a scale, uh, using our software that we use we'll create a scale drawing of the learning environment and I think it, it's a really interesting process because it, it it's it's a way of looking at your learning environment with new eyes of looking at it in a different way of, of thinking of the possibilities that you can gain from the space that you have um, which I think sometimes can be difficult when when you are very, very familiar with the same space. So I think having a new pair of eyes to look at it and to talk through actually what the possibilities are, I think is always interesting. So yeah, so that free early excellence room planning service, um, those are some of the that's some of the information about it, but you'll find out more on the early excellence website. Okay, all right. Thank you ever so much for listening, everybody. I hope you found uh, today's episode useful um, and uh, have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Take care, bye-bye.